It is exactly 7.45, and it's time for a wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's. And for, for new listeners, Jack, Haskell's has been around. I can't find, I find this so hard to believe. How many years serving the public? Selling the Twin Cities fine wines and spirits for 84 years, wow. 85 soon. Wow. So we've been family-owned, operated, local, Haskell's, a great place to learn about wine, and it's a great place to purchase wine. Uh, today I'm going to talk about, I had a friend that called me, he said, you recommended a Malbec to have with barbecue, and he said it was delicious. But where did this Malbec come from? And it, 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 in the lexicon of wine, Malbec as a single variety is a relative newcomer, maybe uh, in this country 20 years at the most. Uh, it just popped out of nowhere, it seems like, and it's it becomes so popular, and the reason is it's a red wine that's a crowd pleaser. It's easy to drink. It has a lot of juicy flavors, and it's hard to imagine the time that there wasn't a lot of Malbec to choose from. But Malbec really was originally a blending grape from Bordeaux, and it, it's, it adds, somebody said, what does it taste like? Well, I compare uh, Malbec to maybe a little rustic Merlot. It, it's not quite as smooth as a Merlot, but it, there's good juicy flavors to it, and it's really wonderful. As I said, it started out as a blending grape in Bordeaux, and the frost of, I think it was 1956 or 1957, this was a long time ago, wiped out all of the Malbec. And Malbec had a tradition in France of being a very difficult grape to grow. It was susceptible to frost and also susceptible to rot. And so uh, after the fiasco in the 57, whenever it was, 56, uh, the French uprooted most of the Malbec that grew in Bordeaux. And the only place you could get Malbec in France was Cahors, where it was called the black wine of Cahors, which is 100% Malbec, it's a wonderful wine. However, it requires a lot of aging. Uh, a good Cahors really should be a minimum of seven years old and maximum, or, or not maximum, but at its max, best quality, I think, is about when it's 14, 15 years old. But, you know, today people don't want to wait 14 or 15 years to have some wine. Well, along comes Argentina. And in the, again, in 2000, when wines of the world were starting to get fairly expensive, People were looking around for a wine that was affordable and good, and they came on Malbec from Argentina. The Argentinians started to import Malbec in 1850. They had an agriculture minister in Argentina who happened to be French, and they sent him to France to find a good grape type that would grow in the Mendoza Valley. Now, the Mendoza Valley is a very, it's almost a desert and it's high in the air. It's about elevation, maybe 2,000 to 5,000 feet, the whole valley. And so it's high in the air. However, it gets the runoff from the Andes. So there's plenty of water, even though it's very arid. And they decided they would plant uh, this Malbec grape in that Mendoza Valley. And uh, it became an instant hit. I mean, they just loved it, the Argentinians, etc. But it was never seen outside of Argentina. And, of course, as the world of wine became more sophisticated and they could develop better techniques for preserving wine and making wine and shipping wine, etc., uh, the Argentinians got on the bandwagon and started to export this 
grape type called Malbec, uh, whose principal home is Mendoza. And in Mendoza, they have about, oh, 50,000 acres in Mendoza alone uh, planted to Malbec grapes. So that produces an awful lot of an ocean, if you will, of Malbec. And they're all prices, etc., cetera, uh, and qualities. But the Malbec, uh, as again, just thrived in the Argentinian climate and uh, gave the world this wonderful grape type uh, that is so good with barbecue. And, and it's such an accessible grape. As I said, the guy back in the 1850s brought the Malbec from France into Argentina where it found a new home. And today, uh, Malbec is grown all over the world, but the very best, in my opinion, still come from Mendoza. Uh, Cahors is a wonderful wine, and it has a place, but if you want a good Malbec, uh, probably the best place to buy it is from Argentina. The, the wines there, uh, even though these cuttings came from France, they were remarkably uh, well-adjusted because of the conditions. And not only that, this delicate uh, vine that uh, couldn't last frosts and rot and mildew, etc., etc. It was susceptible to everything. It was like having a sickly child. All of a sudden became very healthy in that uh, desert highland in the middle of Argentina called Mendoza. And uh, like I said, very little of it was exported, but when it started to get exported, the world just loved it. And as I said, my opinion it's uh, not only a delicious wine, it's sort of a rustic Merlot. And Merlot has always been very popular until that movie Sideways or whatever destroyed Merlot almost overnight. But it's making a big comeback. But the fact of the matter is Malbec is a lot like uh, Merlot in that it's uh, fruity and accessible, where Cabernet can be austere. So Malbec, from out of nowhere, seemingly, in the last 20 years, has become one of the most popular red wines in the United States. And there's good reason for that. It, it is simply delicious. And whether you get a Cahors from France or you get a Malbec from Argentina, it's easy to drink and uh, it it's, uh, gives a rustic quality to any barbecue. You know, it just, just doesn't have to be barbecue ribs. I think the popularity of Malbec, in my opinion, is because with barbecue sauce so well, that sweet, tangy flavor of barbecue sauce seems to blend very, very well with the Malbec grape. And uh, as I said, they, one of the families that really had an awful lot to do with the success of Malbec is the Catinas. They have a vineyard in Mendoza that if you ever get to Argentina, you have to go see. The vineyard is worth the trip. It's designed to look exactly like a Mayan temple, and it does look like a Mayan temple. And believe me, the wines they produce there are some of the finest that come out of Argentina. And in addition to producing fine wine, they have been responsible for a lot of research on Malbec. And that's the reason you're seeing Malbec planted now in California. Malbec used to be a popular grape varietal in California, but again, just for blending, it went into jug red wines predominantly, and then as jug red wines fell off in popularity, so did the plantings of Malbec in California. However, today there's about a thousand acres planted in California up and down the entire state of Malbec, and some of it's quite good. And they're experimenting with Malbecs in uh, Washington State that are 
reasonably good too in quality and who knows where the next place where this grape type will pop into the ground and come out stronger and better than it had in France, the land of its birth. But Malbec is really, in my opinion, a wine worth seeking out and trying because uh, it, it has got a rugged flavor that is most enjoyable, and it's a good wine to have in the summer because, you know, everybody's eating on the patio or at the barbecue pit or something like that. And if you want a wine that goes perfectly with that, have Malbec. And Malbec, best of all, is generally fairly inexpensive. You can get a good Malbec from anywhere from about 10 or $12 on up to some of Katina's higher-priced wines uh, and some of the other vineyards, uh, Fetches Los Andes, is another one that's up with Katina quality. It's about $15, $16 a bottle. But they're delicious wines. And as I said, it's a reward because Malbec grapes are kind of thin-skinned. Uh, they need more sun than Cabernet and more sun than Merlot to properly mature. But then they mature more rapidly. So the Mendoza was perfect for that because, as I said, we're looking at an area that's basically a desert, except it has loads and loads of water because of the runoff of the Andes. And, of course, Malbec there just thrived. That inky, violet-colored wine is so delicious when it comes from Mendoza. And that's sort of interesting because most vines do best in the land of their birth. And obviously, uh, Malbec was born uh, in France somewhere because uh, it's got a, unfortunately hard to track because I think there's 11 names of the Malbec grape in France. And they each area uses a different name. So, you know, you really have to be almost an oenologist that is a, uh, a student of wine to really know that this is really a Malbec grape instead of the Ott, because it's called Ott in O-T-T in some of the areas. But you see that the best, of course, came not from France, but from Argentina where it was replanted. And as I said, not only replanted, but absolutely thrived there. They, the Catina family, through their Catina Institute, has had lots of studies done on uh, Malbec, as you might expect, and they have determined that uh, the Argentinian is almost becoming a different clone than the French type of Malbec, and maybe that's why it's so good. They've had that for such a long time, and as I said, that uh, was brought over in the 1850s, so we're looking at 175 years of practice, and when uh, winemaking improved, and it did improve in the uh, late 70s, early 80s, the techniques, and they began to be shared worldwide. You know, you had French vignerons coming to Argentina because, you know, when it's winter in France, it's summer down in Argentina. So they would come and try stuff, and also they would come from Spain and Italy and uh, experiment. So they brought with them a lot of technique and a lot of marketing skills that the Argentinians didn't have. And so thus was born, and I hope this lengthy dissertation answers the question on where Malbec came from. And if you don't believe me, just try it, and you'll see why it's become so popular. You don't have to know all of the statistics and data that I've just hashed out, but try a Malbec. And if you don't do anything else, dip your finger in a barbecue sauce and then take a sip of Malbec, 
It's a marriage made in heaven. It is a wonderful, wonderful grape type. It's a perfect grape type for summer entertaining, particularly if you're planning a barbecue. I'm going to be firing up that grill now for sure. I was thinking of something <laughs> else, but you've given me these great ideas and our listeners as well. Well, Jack, what's going on at Haskell's these days? Well, we're still enjoying our wonderful summer sale. The summer sale goes all the way through Labor Day, and they have some fabulous values, not only in Malbec, but in Chardonnay, Cabernet, and Sauvignon Blanc, not to mention all the other wine areas of the world, and wonderful spirits and craft beers. We have the largest selection of craft beers in the country, not just in Minnesota, in the country. Haskell's selection of craft beers is notorious. And there's a Haskell's near you where you can save during our summer sale big, big dollars. There's Haskell's in Bloomington, Chanhassen. There's a Haskell's in Excelsior. In Faribault, there's a Haskell's right off at 35. Our Maple Grove Supercellar is a store not to be missed. In downtown Minneapolis, there's a free parking on Saturday and Sunday. And if you're downtown, don't forget we have a wonderful wine bar right on the Nicollet Mall. There's Haskell's in Minnetonka, Plymouth, St. Paul, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury. And if you can't come into a Haskell's store, go to Haskell's.com or go to WCCO.com slash wine. It'll take you right to the Haskell's website where you can read about all kinds of Malbec wines as well as peruse our 16-page summer catalog. Sounds like Oh, I'm going to do that, too, this afternoon. Thank you, Jack. Let's talk next week if you can. Danny, I'm going to look forward to it. Me, too. Jack Farrell from Haskell. Stop by.